And all this negativity that's in this town sucks. And I've been around, and, and, and when Jim Rice was booed, I've been around with Yosemite booed, and it stinks. It makes the greatest town, greatest city in the world lousy. This is Entitled Town. We're at two and eight, eight and eight. Here we come. Hello, friends. Uh, my name is Mike Irons. I am here with uh, Dan at Patriots Daily and Brother John. Uh, Mike on Route One is off tonight, and Scartelli is uh, doing some research on a project for the 15net.com involving uh, research on Carissa Thompson. Dan, uh, Colts 10, Patriots 6. Ugh. Your, your reaction watching that game, my goodness. Uh, they're they're just a bad team. You know what's sad? I what was the, there was some stat out there say, stating uh, when you have a running team that when you have a team that runs for like over 150 and your and your defense uh, keeps the opponents to 10 points, the odds of winning are 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 just outrageous. And and some somehow they find a way to lose that. They're the uh, first team in the history of football to have. Different quarterbacks throw interceptions in the last two possessions of a game in a one-score game. Oh, yes, that's unbelievable. Oh. I, I don't, I don't know what to say with it. They're, uh, it's, it's a new experience for Patriots fans, or at least of, of this generation, uh, to have to deal with a, a team that's that's like this. But you know, so consequently, we, you're getting the type of reactions that you you might expect of some young fans who never had to know what it's like to be, you know, like a Lions fan or a Jets fan. Very good point. And, you know, this is the sort of thing that we haven't as Patriots fans, John, we haven't had had to deal with this going back to 1981 for the most part. I guess you could say 1990 and 92 as well. But three times in over 40 years is pretty good. But we got up at – we're on our couches at 6.30 in the morning for that. I mean, we are gluttons for punishment. Yeah, I, I – still can't understand what exactly is wrong because uh, this team has shown flashes uh, folks are you know and, and i understand like that interception that mac threw uh, i don't believe it's going to be the last pass he throws as a patriot but it was as bad an interception as any as, as any of us have you know have ever seen from him much less in patriots quarterback play so drew Bledsoe to keven henry comes to mind yeah exactly. well a lot <laughs> you know, bigger stakes though so, you know, the, with the interception, though, what's kind of blocked out is, you know, the Patriots had three real drives in the second half, eight plays, 33 yards, missed a short field goal, 15 plays, 89 yards, field goal, nine plays, 60 yards, interception. You know, if I if I told you the Patriots would have three drives, gain roughly 200 yards, uh, be at the doorstep, you know, a few times, come away with three points, you know, that come away with three points is really what what screwed them. But they they were moving the ball. They were doing things well. And the interception and the loss uh, takes complete dominance over what is otherwise a team that I still, you know, I still think they're they're steady, solid offensive line play away from being at least a 500 team, at least in the mix. And oh, by the way, the, the mediocrity that is today's NFL, if they were uh four and five or five and five you know they'd be a game behind miami right now we talked it we talked in the minutes after the game john um i was kind of i, I think we were all a little bit in shock over the just the absurdity of that interception and the the constant the, the finding ways to lose that are unsolicited i was kind of caught off guard and surprised to see zappy go in the game for the final drive you weren't why I was no, I was. I was. I, I don't know. Well, we, after the we fact, after the me. fact, we were we were talking it through. Oh, oh, oh! Right at the moment, in the moment, I was shocked and I didn't agree with the decision. I think what probably happened there, and I don't know if it's been reported like this because I don't read a lot of the coverage at this point. I've I've unfollowed a lot of the mediates for mental health purposes, but you know, I I, I do feel like Bill Belichick and the culture around this team, you know, the culture in the locker room at the moment um, is kind of an open question in my mind. And there has been accountability, uh, you know, in in moments for guys like uh, Demario Douglas when he fumbled, and and certainly uh, the curfew stuff in in Germany. Uh, J.C. Jackson, obviously Jack Jones got released, but you know, it's like with Mac throwing that pick, I feel like it was a moment of I've got to show accountability on Mac and his 
terrible decision there and his terrible execution, because if I don't make him accountable for that level of mistake, how is anybody in this locker room going to trust, you know, that I'm going to, you know, preach accountability and live by those words. Right. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it, it was a moment where as much as I'm sure Belichick didn't think the right football decision uh, was putting Bailey Zappi in that situation. And I, and my heart goes out to Bailey Zappi. That was not an easy situation for him. Um, he had to, uh, he had to do it. He had to do it to maintain some degree of like um, cultural uh, consistency and accountability uh, among that team. I, I, I hope it sent a really good message, frankly, going into the, into the bye week that nobody is above uh, being held accountable for that kind of mistake. Yeah, I, I, I wonder I was going to ask you guys about that very that very play and what you what you thought of that because that that is an interesting situation because you are stripping yourself of your best chance to win you know a, a cold backup quarterback coming in to try to do this ninety yard or whatever it was uh, drive to to get back into the game but uh, yeah accountability and and principle. Um, I, I, it's, it's, it's come up before that's, I, we talked about that kind of thing way back with, with the Malcolm Butler in the, in the Super Bowl, whether that was the same sort of situation, you know, in 52. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I, I'm not sure. I, I don't necessarily agree with you, Dan, but I don't disagree regarding pulling uh, Mac at the end of that game. I got to think that he was just, it was like, he got three rights to the head. He's, he's got to be just all mentally out of sorts down on himself. Is he the best option in the game at that point? That's a good point. Maybe, too. maybe. Yeah. I just, I just think he's, he's just mentally, he's got to be mentally devastated at that point. It's say, say what you want about him, and there's a lot of projecting in the local Boston media about the, the he's not liked by his teammates. But you know, right. the guy, the guy has is not dogged. It. He's just he hasn't performed well at all. But he had to just be. It was just a, a punch in the nuts. It had to be. But now about the culture, um, they did cut jack jones um since we last spoke uh we did reference on the last podcast dan um a culture reset where are they going um does that is that part of maybe what they're going to try to achieve the rest of this year i don't know what what are we looking for the rest of this year we got a week and a half before they play the giants and i don't know who this team is well i know they're not very good i i don't know where they go from this do, do you think you know, John doesn't think that Mac or John thinks that Mac will return at some point. I tend to think that's going to happen as well. I think there's the Malik Cunningham wish casting right. is, is going back to what, bring Michael Bishop in, let Michael Bishop start at this point. I, yeah. I mean, he's a developmental player, but <laughs> what, what are we looking for? No, I, I, I think so too. I think Mac will, will return and they're not, they're not they're One thing they're not going to do is tank. That's just not a muscle that, that Belichick has. Uh, I, I, which, I agree with that's, but I'm not, I'm not sh- that on that play, just going back to that briefly. I, I just, you're, you're right. It's that's a, that, what, what has happened to him? Did he, did he get beat up or something that, that he saw that so, or didn't see that that's, that's a pass that anybody makes, you know, that, that seemed, that seemed such a natural thing. Is there a comp for how he's fallen apart from a, from a solid rookie year? I mean, I can go back to real old bastard days, John. Joe Charbonneau won rookie of the year for the Indians in 1980 and was never really heard from again after that. It's 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 truly mystifying. They brought in uh, Bill O'Brien to replace Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, and it's gotten worse. Yeah, yeah. I was asking Dad about Tom Tresh. Uh, you know, that's that's I'm going further back than you. Um, the the it's like a guy who's got the yips and I, I thought i saw like red zone yips you know and that's probably a simple way of of explaining it but it's but between the 20s he's making nice throws particularly when he has a, a decent pocket uh they they were terrible in the second quarter i mean the offensive line had like literal turnstile moments uh in the, their second and third drives they were three and out three and out he had no time and I don't know if it's like the proverbial Sam Bradford seeing ghosts or, you know, he just doesn't. Sam look, Darnold, your guy, Sam, Sam Darnold, Sam, my guy, Sam Darnold, uh, Sam Darnold seeing ghosts. I, I don't, I don't know if it's, uh, you know, he just, he can't get comfortable behind the line. They looked pretty good that first drive. They moved the ball very effectively. A lot of runs, play action. 
Um, I mean, they, they are a running play action capable team, uh, but I think, you know, they have to execute in the red zone and they're not good enough to beat teams by two scores. So you just cannot afford that kind of mistake in that kind of moment. You have to execute uh, in the fourth quarter. And they, you know, the, the, I mean, you know, people are forgetting the Ryland field goal. You know, it's a different it's a different situation. Maybe if Ryland doesn't miss a chip shot field goal. I mean, there's you win as a team, you lose as a team. Right. There is no Mac Jones solely responsible for anything. The offensive line isn't doing a good enough job. The kicker blew it. Uh, the defense, you know, they go down and they score on their first drive. The defense turns around and gives it an equally long drive uh, to Gardner Minshew. They can't keep him in the pocket. They allow him, you know, this long scramble. You know, it's like you could just point to so many little things. They're they're not particularly disciplined. Pre-snap penalties. Yeah. Uh, Juju Smith with a pair of them. I mean, what, you know, it's uh, those are the things that, you know, we're, we're spoiled with great quarterback play, no doubt, for a long time. But we are also spoiled with a top special teams unit you know they've been bad back-to-back years i don't understand that we've been spoiled with a team that was always more disciplined than their opponent we haven't had that i don't understand that i don't like those are the questions i'd, I'd rather get to the bottom of those before i worry about is mac jones starting against the giants to me mac jones is starting against the giants and oh by the way if you're tanking which the the giants are doing you know the giants are starting brad you know bailey zappy you know, the Patriots, I right. don't think, are going to start Bailey Zappi. The Giants are starting Bailey Zappi. Dan, you had one more point you wanted to make on uh, uh, culture. Yeah, well, I think what I said in the thread along the way, uh, just what you were saying earlier, Mike, that um, I don't know what the identity of this team is. You know, it's it's you'd think that it's just amazing how unproductive they are across the board. You know, that you just the lack of big plays offensively, the lack of big plays defensively, the lack... They, they don't have big returns. They don't have uh, uh, interception returns for touchdowns, that, you know, compared to last year. Actually, if you're going to do the whole, it was all Brady. Should we say that that everything else for defense, it was all Devin McCourty? That's right. That's true. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, when you look at those things, that that kind of reflects back on the coaching. So it's it's really strange to watch a Belichick team and think, who are these guys? You know, I don't know what their identity is. Great point, Dan. Uh, I wanted to to bring up, there's been, I tweeted out on on um, Wednesday that there's a, a lot of leaks, more leaks than the Iraqi Navy to steal a line from the departed. Coming out about Belichick's future and craft, Burt Breer has been hammering that he's going to be traded to the commanders. Burt Breer has different strain of bullshit every week, but this is starting to come out a little bit more from different sources you know, we, John, we're all a little bit skeptical of Kraft, uh, the Kraft family doing the right thing by Belichick and this, his neediness and his need to be, need to be liked. Michael Scott, like need to be liked. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really uncomfortable. About, I, I'm convinced I'm trying not to borrow anger from the future. I am convinced that the crafts are going to bollocks this up. Are you? Yes, Absolutely. I'm I'm very concerned. He's so weak. You know, Bob Kraft is so weak and his public affairs operation has been so weak. And the idea that they would be bullied by sports radio and sports radio callers and, you know, the mediates uh, for the local papers and the the people that are essentially on the Patriots payroll. They partnered with 98.5 for for 15 uh, years. uh, it's it's on you know I mean the, the exact same radio station that's dragging their quarterback they're congratulating for a Marconi award alleged Marconi award right it's like that is who they are it is a weak organization that does not fight for its players and you know what makes me think that they would even fight for Bill Belichick I don't know it, it's it, you know he's so desperately we lost John there for a little bit um, go ahead John you're back. It, it's yeah, it's he so desperately wants to be at the cool kids table. I just don't I have no faith in, you know, I mean, we, you know, people talk about the 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 Patriots, the the rough era of the Patriots, the true rough era of the Patriots. They weren't horrible, notwithstanding the Sullivan family, arguably the worst owners in football. Right. So like it somehow could, got worse to going to Victor Kayan. Right. Yeah, we yeah, exactly. We could we could go back to that level of ownership incompetence. Uh, without Bill Belichick to mask it. 
You know what it, it comes back to? There's been a lot of dragging, rightful dragging of the Red Sox ownership in that they've gassed, uh, they drove out Theo Epstein, Ben Charrington. Um, I almost said Dan Duquette. I always get Dan Duquette in the brain when I start talking about Red Sox and general managers. Uh, Dave Dombrowski. Um, if, if you're going to succumb to pressure and drive out, for my money, the greatest coach in the history of professional football, Dan, who's going to want that job? The job will get filled, but some eyebrows have got to be raised. The Red Sox had trouble filling their position. People were just flat out refusing to to, to be interviewed. Well, everybody wants the, the NFL coaching job, so I'm not thinking that anybody's going to be afraid to try to go for that. But yeah, It's one of it's 32, good, right? It, 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 right. It's a it's a good point, though. Who wants to follow Bill? And and, and who can? Who who would you – that's that's the, the great question that's out there is – as much as you're trying to push Bill out, who who do you think is going to come in there? You know, it's well, great- but, you know. Here's the thing: the same the same gaslighting jackasses who whine about the Bill Belichick coaching tree are telling you that Gerard Mayo is ready to go. Right, he is just right, ready to step right. in. Right, it's such it's such dishonest garbage, uh, and, and it's nothing but like narrative driven axe grinding bullshit you know you, nobody has any idea if gerard mayo is ready to go uh but the bill belichick coaching tree is you know not not a part of this conversation well right? let me update just, the bill belichick. Belichick. let me update the bill Belichick check coaching tree kevin o'connell no longer on it mike rabel back <laughs> on it <laughs> back on it so you, you know, know there's something Ra- weird Ra- about the coaching tree argument though which is that for all the people that say look at the okay brady left and because he did so well at tampa all the success had to be Brady. But why doesn't that rule also apply for like all the coaches that all the assistants that go off to try to coach? Nobody goes back and say, oh, well, I guess it was all Bill. Doesn't fit the yeah. argument. It's just right. that simple. Yeah. yeah. You There's know no honesty. Else? You're trying to be honest. That's true. Do you know who else agrees with us in the point that, that you guys made about Bill Belichick? It's Bill Burr. All right, so what do you think of uh, what's happening with the Patriots and Belichick? That whole conversation about him, they're going to fire him, Mm -hmm. is just scuttlebutt that was invented by the local radio where they were just like, it's just a time to talk about. In other words, the phone lines aren't lit up. And then it just catches fire, and everybody's talking about this. You Mm -hmm. know what nobody's talking about? Who are you going to replace him with? The guy just coached a team Mm -hmm. for over 20 years. Mm -hmm. They were the team of the decade, two decades in a row. Nobody has ever done that. The second there's a little rough water for two seasons. It's like he has to go. Mm -hmm. He has to go. The whole league ripped off what he did. The whole league has studied him. Mm -hmm. He's the modern-day Paul Brown. Paul Brown's the only other guy that was that successful. Paul Brown was successful 40s, 50s, and into the 60s before he went upstairs and everything. So, I love that point he makes about Paul Brown. And I'll expand on that. What is the what have the Cowboys done since Jerry Jones drove away Jimmy Johnson? Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 the tale is all the time. The Browns did win the '64 title after Art Modell um, moved uh, forced Paul Brown out. The Browns have been shit for 50 years since that. So it's maybe I'm wish casting is a bit of uh, reap what you sow. But Bill Bill Burr gets it. He gets the ethos of what what we're trying to do including the shot at the uh the local radio shows which you know makes my cold heart war- a little bit warm john <laughs> yeah he i had i had no idea he was so full-throated on this uh but glad to hear it i thought it was you know you guys love to say never vouch I, I'll, I'll vouch for that clip <laughs> that clip was dead on balls accurate no he's great he's he's right right with us uh, and he's never been more right about anything about this except he was about the people of Philadelphia, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so, I mean, do you think – I think we all want Belichick back year uh, next year. Uh, John, I don't want to speak for you, but I, I'm pretty confident I can speak for you. 100%. What would you 100%. Put, what would you put the odds at? Do you expect him – what's the percentage chance that you he'll be on the sideline week one next year? Oh, man. I'm, Confidence uh, is not it's... high for me. It, it's not high for me either. And, and, you know, maybe two weeks ago, uh, you know, I, I really did think that they would take care of business against Washington and the Colts. Uh, so I'm, I, it was a little bit of a stomach punch for me to lose those two. Um, the road you know, to eight and eight is still there. I just have to do say that with <laughs> Yeah. I, I, uh, 
I'm going to say it's just under 50% in my opinion at this point. I still think there's a decent chance, but I, I'm not feeling confident. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm a, I'm about one in three myself. I'm much, much lower. Dan, how about you? I'm I'm right with you. I, you know, so two weeks ago or however long ago was it was when they had the contract leak, right? And we were we were talking about how oh okay we're, that was justification and it was going against everything, uh, you know we were we were speculating on who was the person that leaked that and you know was it Jonathan was it was it Bill and and what the reason for it and at that time Curran said well as far as he his information was concerned it was the contract was through twenty four. And I'm seeing rap backpedal now to say, yes, yes, the contract extension was through 24. So I'm like, oh God. And now I start to, if, if, if the people that were telling you the stories that were doing the speculating, it was just more Breer bullshit where, oh, you're the commanders. That seems like a good fit. You know, that kind of stuff. I don't take any stock in it, but the more I'm hearing certain people uh, say things and the more I'm seeing the stuff being leaked to rap uh, I, I, I'm feeling like, oh, this, this seems like a foregone conclusion. This feels like the crafts testing the waters, radiating everybody for this foregone conclusion. It is. It's the proverbial tribal. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm, I'm getting that, you know, and it, it would be interesting if they, if they can get into a little bit of a hot streak down the stretch and, you know, finish, you know, what, six and 11 or something like that, you know, could, could that be, I, I hate to put like Bill Belichick saving his job in the same sentence, but could that be enough? If you know, The other thing that's interesting too is, you know, Mac's future, right? You look at Mac, he's under contract, you know, for next season at a very low number. Um, what, what, what would Bill Belichick want if he was going to re-up with the Patriots? Would he want the best offensive lineman in the draft and rebuild that line and protect Mac? in the last year of his rookie deal and give them an opportunity to evaluate him before oh, deciding man. what I, to do I, next. I, I right? can't see that happening. I really it, can't. I, so, so, so then you have to, then you. I did not mute John. They're gonna go. I, you cut out there, yeah. John. Good. Oh, I was going to say, well, then you work back from there and you say, well, are they going to get the second or third or God forbid fourth best quarterback in the draft at, at pick somewhere like three to five. And is Bill Belichick signing up for that? Is Bill Belichick signing up for using his first round pick, let's say number five in the draft, for the third best quarterback in this draft? Is that is that? I mean, after what happened with Mac, is that what you want to do? And I, that's what I don't think Kraft has the confidence in. I think he's going to get skittish and he's going to want to go with somebody else to be the 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 head coach with this newly drafted quarterback. Yeah, you're the shiny new toy quarterback and the the renewing hope at the head coach. And, and then my fear, naturally, is that they would go with someone like uh, Kellen Moore, you know, oh, dear God. Um, the, the, the <laughs> shiny bobble at offensive coordinator ben to Johnson. be the, yeah, the the guru for this, uh, you know, for Bo Nix or for, you know, Michael Penix or, you know, whoever comes out of the evaluation at the, in the three spot. Dan, if, if Belichick is let go by the Patriots and he goes somewhere else, the Chargers, what have you, um, I mean, you're you're going to be rooting for that team. I will. Yeah. Well, you know, you live in off in a different area than New England. You do tend to pick up different teams. You know, it's uh, it might be through your kids or whatever. So, yeah, I, I think Shaq has has already has already claimed that Shaq's ready to gonna... storm fo the Fort Foxborough to use some gas. Yeah. There. Yeah. God bless him. <laughs> so. Uh, Next, next on the list, I, I think this is a Mike on Route One brought this up in our in our group chat, and I think the answer is obvious at this, but at the same time, it's not obvious. I think the Shack is adamant that the Patriots have the worst fan base, and God bless his Shack. I get what you're saying. I think there are mouth breathers everywhere. Uh, John thinks it has more have to do has to do. I don't want to speak for John. This Calvinist self loathing. That yeah. New Englanders have, and the further <laughs> no, you west you get, the further <laughs> west you get, you, you get more removed from it. But why do the Dan? Why do the fans loathe Bill Belichick? It depends on the the fan. I mean, there's there's people that are just going to follow the radio guys. There's you know, I think Twitter has created a whole community where everybody thinks that they're on the on par with with you know, hey, I'm sports media now, so mm -hmm. my opinions matter, and I you know I need followers and. So they they're contrary just for contrarian sake, and 
there's there's also I, I don't know it's it, it Twitter has given a a, a a microphone to all the people that you sat next to on on the couch that would complain that how come you know why aren't they why do they do that play they should just be you know slants and in cuts all day and why aren't so, they using the zappy playbook right so now that guy we all we all have access to every one of those idiots on the couch next to you <laughs> that's true i do i do yeah. I, I i want you to expound on what we talked about john about getting some perspective as we if we move further west and isn't getting older i mean it really is a, a primarily east coast phenomenon the boston thing a new york thing a philadelphia thing yeah it's you know everybody that you talk to and you get further outside of Massachusetts. I mean, there's a belief in Bill Belichick. I mean, I'm getting texts from friends uh, who have, you know, from over the years, they're like, what's going on? You know, why would you get rid of Belichick? Yeah, and it's yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's a hard thing to explain, you know, Bob Kraft, puffer jacket listens to radio. Like none of it makes sense. It only makes sense if you grew up in Massachusetts and you nice kind of understand that. Crafty. Sort of, yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's a hard thing to explain, but you know, the, the run the Patriots have had, over the last 20 years in any other place I've lived or visited <laughs> or seen on a map, uh, they, they, they would, you know, they, they would be like a, a, a gang of bodyguards around Bill Belichick at all times among the fan base, never wanting him to leave. And I don't know. I really don't understand what it is The the, the sort of things I've seen online, people, you know, alleged, alleged Patriots fans, right? And I, I assume that these kids are mostly in their teens, who are denigrating his prowess of coach, right? I mean, literal tweets we've seen uh, that question his prowess as a defensive coach, and the the not giving him any who's the 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 idiot du jour that some of the folks, some of the guys are going back and forth with, um, who needs to be explained how Belichick talking about Ed Reed helped Brady's development and Brady's ability to play that back is evidence uh, of Belichick's, you know, uh, uh, imprint on Brady's capabilities and talent. You know, it's like people really need this, this sort of basic stuff explained to them. And because the media doesn't explain any of it they're I wouldn't call them willfully ignorant. I'd call them kind of neglected, right? There's this kind of sort of fan base uh, that's been neglected um, and and their ignorance is really they're victims of the shitty media and the coverage of Belichick and the coverage of the team over the last 20 years. Because if the coverage had been even handed, you'd have a lot more fans with the, the sort of tremendous amount of loyalty toward Belichick that you would have in any other market. Is it fair to say that in no other place in the, in the country do we have such an adversarial media? Yeah, I'd say I'd say that's that's right. I mean, even. Even towns like Washington, D.C., as it relates to politicians, I don't think is that adversarial. Yeah. You know, it really is like the 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 media, the, the media wanting to embrace this role of David to the, the Belichickian Goliath. And he's just been so right and so consistent and so successful, notwithstanding, you know, it's almost like, you know, you have a bet and you're rooting for it. Like you, you place a bet at the casino and now I'm all in on this team for the next three hours, right? I don't normally give a shit about the Lions, mm -hmm. but I got money on the Lions. Now I'm all in on the Lions. Well, the media, I think, in Boston has had their bet against Belichick and it's been wrong for 20 years. Right. And, you know, now now they're ready to cash in that bet. Now they're right. And they are they are doing, you know, the 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 gritty all the way to the window it, to cash it, in this bet. Meanwhile, they're down a second mortgage on their house because oh, they've been betting I, against them for two. I decades, mean, yeah, right? they, they are literally on their third or fourth job, taking out PP, literally taking out PPP loans to keep the thing <laughs> afloat. Right. Like, I mean, literally that is, you know, what think about where these guys were when the, when the Belichick reign of terror began and where they are now, you know, they're all balder, fatter and, and less wealthy. We've the three of us no longer live in New England, so I live in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, the Seahawks get foot rubs here. It doesn't matter. Even after the Legion of Boom run, the Seahawks are worshipped. The Kraken are celebrated. It's taken 20 years of really abject Mariner failure. Mariner fans are finally getting up, uh, getting their Irish up. The ownership truly does not put the resources back into the team. Um, you can give John Henry and I, Lord knows I have a lot of shit about not doing that, but they've certainly have laid out money 
um, lots of money at the time. The Blazers, the whole Blazer thing, the Blazers are absolutely icons in Portland, save for the quote-unquote jailblazer era when the, those teams were had a lot of problems with the law. But the city loves that team, and it's it's so jarring to go home. I've told the story before, and this is sounds like our old board stuff. Oh, I was getting in the car, and WEEI is on because I was listening to the Red Sox on the way home last <laughs> night. But the way that, that, that Adam Jones, I mean, discount Felger, I mean, it's – to Coyden John's phrase, it's absolutely gross. And it's, how can that be, that level of toxicity and, and negativity? I, I can't imagine someone that's, if you're running your business, you want to partner with somebody that absolutely takes shots at you on the regular. It's 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 mind boggling yeah. to me. Yeah, that's the part, that's the part I really can't forgive the crafts for. They have enabled it. You know, they haven't been victims of it. I'd feel bad for them if they were victims of it, but they've enabled it. You know, they had numerous opportunities over the years to put a stop to it and send a message, and they haven't done it. And they've allowed this to to spiral out of control. And now they're going to let this sort of this sort of monster make their next, uh, you know, uh, head coach decision. And it's it's just awful. I'll, I'll tell you, like, I think there's more 49er fans still standing for Trey Lance than there are Patriots fans cheering for Mac Jones. Yeah, you know, it's like that's that's Dallas how Cowboy twisted it is. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like they're still like cheering on and rooting for Ray, Trey Lance versus Patriots fans standing with Mac Jones. It's it's just awful. If Scartelli was here, if, if Scartelli was here, sorry to cut you off, Dan. I know that after seeing pictures of Kraft in the box in Germany, he would have channeled his inner Mike McDaniel monologue and called called Kraft the ownership drip. God, it was, it was just embarrassing. <laughs> it was Skeletor meets the Michelin man. <laughs> Dan, go ahead. Do you, do you think that Kraft believes that once he gets rid of Belichick, the poison's going to stop? They're going to embrace embrace him now uh, that, like, he's he's the reason why we've got all this negative press and, you know, his whole end the rhetoric type of uh, mentality. It goes back to the the whole uh, Spygate thing, and I know you're the Spygate historian when it comes to this stuff. What was, uh, Kraft asked him how much the, these tapes helped, and I don't remember Belichick's, exactly what he said, yeah, not like much, but the Kraft's narrative came out, was it, well, you're a real schmuck then. Right, and then he told that story to anybody, anybody yeah. he met afterwards, because look, look at this time that I, I, you know, had this up on my coach. Yeah, and I so, have to so wonder weak. at some point, and there has been some leaks about you know Belichick's looking around and has a has a job lined up. Would he want to work for Kraft anymore? Maybe Bill Parcells had a fucking point in nineteen ninety seven. Maybe he did. I, I do think. I, you know what? Here's the thing. I do think there's something to that. And when you're yeah. such a made man like Bill Belichick, like think about think about the decision to pull Mac right. Like because you know you and I talking about it in the moment and then talking about it later. And and I had the you know chance to kind of think about it. A, a coach who's who's like desperately trying to hold on to his job keeps Mac Jones in the game because he knows that that player gives him the best chance to win. A coach who cares about bigger things like culture and accountability, who has truly lived that uh, for a long time, he makes that decision to zappy right. And oh by the way, a coach who really doesn't give a shit about his job because he knows he's a made man and, and there'll be numerous suitors uh, in the, in the event that he needs numerous suitors, he makes the move to Zappy, right? Because he knows it's the right thing to do. He's guided by principle, not mm -hmm. guided by clinging onto his job. How can you not love a guy like that? Being decisive in your actions is always in my experience, at least professionally is, is the, is the best tack to take. And I wonder, I don't think I've heard this point, made anywhere else but maybe it's best for mac that he was taken out of the game at that point i alluded to it a bit earlier it's like maybe they're doing right by him by not playing him moving forward now we all think that he's going to play dan yeah. but you know i don't think sitting on the bench or getting pulled there was was a bad thing for mac jones moving forward i understood why why it happened um moving forward sure i mean he gets the message as well and and he's he certainly feels it um you know, I'm, I'm going to go back a little bit. This 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 goes a little bit on, on the uh, what's the the meme the 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 worst person in the world made made a good point. Yes. yes. 
Mm-hmm. I, I told you about this one like a week or two ago that I saw. It was Nick Wright. And oh, God. I, could, I couldn't <laughs> believe it. I mean, I never thought I'd hear insight coming from him. But he was talking to the guy that was like the Patriots fan on their little panel show. And he said, welcome to the wheel. This is you're now on the quarterback wheel. This is yep. something as as a Kansas City fan, they went through it. You know, they, they didn't they went from a guy drafted way back in whatever the 80s to finally Patrick Mahomes comes through. You know, but it was free agent, free agent, free agent, guys that don't work out, you know, and he talked about the bills, you know, how long, how much of a gap there was between Jim Kelly and Josh Allen. And I'm like, shit, he's right. (laughs) No kidding. No kidding. Uh, I actually think this is, I'm just getting this out there. I'm getting ahead of this. If, If Belichick stays on, I think they probably bring back Mac. I don't think that they necessarily go the young quarterback top five pick route. I think they bring in a veteran guy, and like you were saying, use yeah. that that pick to fortify the structure of the team. They're not one quarterback away at this point. They have some they have some nice pieces returning, Gonzalez, et cetera. They uh, but they got to they got to build up the offensive and defensive lines and uh, build from the inside out, as we always yeah. cite Mike Lombardi, John. Um, yeah. I think that takes that's the most reasonable, prudent course of action. But that shiny bauble of the the Drake May. The uh, Caleb Williams, it's I, I just have a hard time thinking the craft's going to want them to pass that up. Well, well, and that's the thing, and that's that's where it's really interesting to me because if Kraft, you know, I don't know that Kraft, even as the owner, has the juice to tell Bill Belichick who to play a quarterback, right? Like, Oop, lost your gun there, John. Hold, hold that point for a second. Uh, I have an email. I have an email from uh, Vinny Jace that I wanted to, this ties into our discussion. Vinny emails us, uh, which head coach, which head coach could craft realistically hire that would make you prey on the Patriots downfall. Only coach that they could, that they could hire that might not make me have acid hatred towards the team for firing Belichick is Mayo. Um, I think he's a shiny bauble. Um, He doesn't like Vrabel. I wouldn't mind Vrabel coming in. I have no idea, as we mentioned previously, why Tennessee would want to get rid of him. Right. But, uh, yeah, the, I think, Dan, you said if, if Kellen Moore has somehow become the next Patriots coach, I'm like Kramer. I'm out. Yeah. 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 We have a lot of faith in the crafts screwing this up. <laughs> we yeah. do. Oh, man. Yeah. Like I said, I don't want to borrow anger, but go ahead, John. Yeah, I was guess what, what I was – I'm sorry I cut out. The point I was making was if Kraft were to tell try to tell Belichick that, you know, I want Caleb Williams, I want Drake May – he would say, play Bailey Zappi. And, you know, I just can't picture Belichick. We got to get John, you know, we got to Belich- get your dial-up worked on, John. We really do. Oh, geez. Oh, my goodness. Go ahead. No, that's all right. Um, Vinny, thank you for sending the email. Um, our email address, as always, is entitledtown at gmail.com. Let's go to our Boston Celtics Minute. Um, Dan, fantastic win in Philadelphia. I love the the calm resignation of Joel Embiid every time the Celtics beat him. He, he referred to them on Wednesday night as the best team in the NBA. Uh, Embiid's a terrific player. I think Philly is a lot better. Just addition by subtraction, getting rid of Harden. They got a lot longer with the yep. pieces they got back. But yep. man, if there's anybody on the Celtics that I would be happy for, happiest for winning a title, it would be the man that turned back the clock on Wednesday night. Al Horford is a wonderful basketball player and an all-time home run free agent signing. I know he's on his, his second run with the Celtics, but holy hell, what a player. How the hell did he fail in Philly? I don't I don't get it cuz that's an that's an indictment on the previous uh, the Philly, on Philly Doc Rivers. Who knows, another indictment on Doc Rivers. Wasn't part of the process, I guess. That's right. Um, <laughs> the process it, of elimination. It was amazing. He's he's got Embiid's number. And but the thing I loved the most about that game, I'm I'm loving watching Drew and White play defense. I mean, that's it's it's such a beautiful thing to watch. They they're locking up their own guys, but they're helping out. So every every play down, everybody is thinking about them you know, looking looking behind. Where are they? They're 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 worried about getting picks by White or or Holiday right around their right around the corner. It's an amazing thing to watch. You know, and Mike on Route 1 made the point about it's a three-point shooting game now and you have to be proficient at the three. You and I, a little bit, you know, older and older school, 
But this new Jason Tatum, he's a completely different player. Taking the ball to the basket, he's bigger. He's a he's a he's, he's still not a great passer, but man, he is a he is the he is the WR one, uh, the the first scoring option on the team, and he's he's so good. I love his mid range game too. Uh, there was somebody that that queued up uh, video of he, uh, his little. Um, and I think it was like a 12 footer on, on Harris um, where he kind of bumped him and did a spin uh, uh, to the, to the left side of the, uh, of the foul lane um, against Kobe doing the exact same thing. And, and they looked identical. The, the, the footwork looked identical. Where are you on the worries and concerns meters with Jalen? Because my, my meter is piping a little bit. Every time, Every time he he starts dribbling with that left hand, I want to cover my eyes. I think having the well, the six guys really that they go six six deep as far as the the starter quality and the and all of them can shoot. Um, so they're all spread out around the the three point line. Having um, having that much uh, ability to spread people out is keeping the defenses from doing what they've done in the past few years when especially Miami you'd you'd see them uh do their little zone and and uh Jalen trying to dribble through a double team and I I just feel like while that's still going to happen from time to time it's going to happen less because uh they're so spread out with with great shooters that you know as opposed to having like Rob Williams in there that that always meant that you could keep a guy in now, now they don't have that luxury. So there's a lot more, a lot more space to work with and makes it much less likely that he's going to, you know, try to go through three guys. Speaking of Rob Williams, Brad, Brad Stevens is on a heater at the craps table. Rob Williams is out for the year. Marcus smart had a a bad injury. Malcolm Brogdon is hurt again. Um, So, so that will conclude our Celtics minute. I do have one more email before I want to wrap it up. And go. We have an email from a new emailer named Bill Steele. Uh, enjoying the show, and it will be a needed oasis for the idiotic hyenas come for Be- come for Belichick to claim what they think is a victory lap. Um, it's like he was programming the show a little bit earlier. Yeah. With the firing of Bill's offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey, I would like to revisit the perpetually wrong Boston sports media hot takes when Dayball left for the Giants. It coincided with the Patriots hiring the Patricia Judge combo to run the Pats' offense. I was lectured that a clear line of succession of op- at offensive coordinator was the way to go and not how the Pats handled it, disorganized with no thought. We then house people ready to step up, and that's why McDermott and the Bills have it all over Belichick and the Pats. Buffalo does it right. Belichick is an arrogant dope. Well, 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 it didn't seem to work out a whole lot better than the Patriots' plan. I'll argue it's worse with the Bills as they're in an alleged championship window. It didn't work out for the Pats in a much higher leverage situation. It didn't work for the Bills. The arrogance of local media pretending they have any depth of knowledge with the Patriots and around the league is a bottomless well. I can confirm that point. No matter how many times they are wrong, just keep just keep betting the come line. They don't stop. Okay. I'll be listening as the window slams on the Bills and the Pats win a Super Bowl again before them. No longer right. how long that takes. Bill, thank you for sending that email. Great, great um, email. Great email. Fantastic. Let me let me. I would direct him. Can you hear me? Okay. I had yes. to switch up the, um, I would direct Megan. Him can Mike, you hear me? <laughs> to Mike McCarthy's quote, when they uh, parted ways with Kellen Moore, who is going to be my new punching bag on this show after Brandon Staley gets fired soon. Um, Kellen, when, when McCarthy dumped Moore, it was really about, he said something, to the effect of Kellen Moore is just trying to light up the scoreboard and I'm trying to win games. And I, I yeah. think, yeah. I really think, when I saw that, I thought of Belichick and Patricia, and I'm like, look, you know, maybe he wanted Bill O'Brien, and it was too, it was a year too soon for Bill O'Brien. He couldn't get out of Alabama, didn't want to get out of Alabama, but he went with a guy who he could trust, who was going to run an offense that was about winning games and not lighting up the scoreboard. And if you preach, a, you know, complimentary football, you can't have an offensive coordinator who's looking to win. Offensive Coordinator of the Year awards in in anticipation of his his first head coaching job, and you know I think that explains a lot about where Belichick's head was last year, probably does this year, and like I really hope they don't go the route of uh, the shiny bobble OC becoming the head coach, the shiny bobble quarterback, and an offensive line that's going to get that quarterback killed. 
because I, that I think is a path that they potentially are on. Do you know what the one name that comes to mind when I think of, like you were saying about lighting up the scoreboard and not understanding the whole overall big picture. And it's, it, again, it's, uh, it's on a Patriots timeline. Mike Martz was the same exact mm -hmm. way. The great, mm -hmm. he was in the Rams ownership at the time, the frontier, uh, Georgia frontier fell for it. They forced out Vermeil. He had yep. no idea how to run a complimentary scheme. Um, I mean, the Patriots held him to 17 points because they, they wanted to win passing the ball and not use the best player on the field was Marshall Falk probably. But yep. yeah, that's a, that's a great point, Bill. And Bill, again, thank you for the email. Uh, Dan, you have any thoughts on Bill's email? Yeah, the Bills found the the path to five to five and five. <laughs> yeah, that's, right. that's right. That's where the path to five and five went. Right. And you know, it in for the for the mediates and the mouth breathers who take the 20 year run for granted, saying it was all Brady. Josh Allen's a pretty good fucking quarterback. He's yeah, he's a bit rock headed. Like he's this interesting combination of uh Drew Bledsoe's rock head with you know the 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 physical talents of somebody like Lamar Jackson or Michael Vick, but man, those ball crushing turnovers. I mean, does that reflect on the coaching? It's really nice to see Sean McDermott starting to take him hits and the, he's sending everybody out. He's feeding every, sending everyone to the lions in an attempt to save his own job. I mean, oh, if there's yeah. a God in heaven, they'll go eight and nine. Oh yeah. He's got, he's got a lot of Chris Carter in him with his fall guys. You know, he's, he's taking that <laughs> advice. Once again, the email address for the show is entitledtown at gmail.com. Uh, let's go to the uh, often imitated, never duplicated final thought segment. Dan, what's your final thought? Mine's more of a question for you guys. If if Belichick is going elsewhere, what are the places that you can't possibly follow? Now, you know, what are the teams that you say, no, no, I'm that I'm out there too? J John? Oh man, you know, I, I'm I I'm not sure there is one, to be honest. And it kind of grosses me out to say that because you're saying like you'd cheer for the Steelers, you'd cheer for the Jets, you'd cheer for the these awful teams that you've loathed your entire life. And it's we'll get you a fireman ed starter set, John, if he goes oh, to the Jets. God, I know. The like, Jets are probably the one. That's probably the one, right? That where it'd be like, but you know what? Honestly, to to just stick it to craft and and by the way. The, the media jackals would love this, right? Which is probably where my hesitation lies. They would love nothing more than Belichick to go to the, because their new, their new whipping post could very well be Kraft, right? It could very, they could just turn on Kraft. Oh, the, that, the God, that'd be, that'd be, that'd be such sweet poetic justice. I, I, I mean, you have to really put your head in this sort of like, your brain in a sort of blender of toxicity to get to where the, the, the spot that they would land on, right? And I could see him land in there. By the way, I want to, uh, as Mike on, I'm paraphrasing what Mike on Route One said, and we broached this in our show thread. If he goes to Buffalo, give him a folding table and a box full of dildos because he's headed to, <laughs> he's headed out to Bill's Mafia yeah. on yeah. the next plane. I, I couldn't, do, couldn't do the Bills. I couldn't do Pittsburgh. I'd struggle with Dallas too. That, that'd be a, I'd have that'd no be a weird, uh, I'd, I'd, that'd be a weird one. It'd be weird, but I'd have no problem with it because I, in my mind, I would conjure up the Jerry Jones. It's the Chargers. It's the Chargers. Chargers. Fine. No, no, the Chargers will be fine. He's going to the Chargers. I'm speaking this into existence. He's going to the Chargers. Yeah. He's going to go to the. He's absolutely going to the Chargers. And I swear, I swear to you, if he goes to the Chargers, we're changing our theme to the open. <laughs> this is absolutely the new show. Chargers. <laughs> uh, Miami, I would never do, but let's let's go Chargers. Sign me up. Give me some powder blue and powder blue and yellow, and, and put on a Fouts jersey for Christ's sake. Let's go. That's awesome, John. Do you have a final thought? Yeah. Well, sorry, you know, cutting out. But the point I wanted to make, I just wanted to circle back on it really quick, is. You know, Kraft doesn't have the juice, uh, even as an owner, I don't think, to tell Bill Belichick who he can play at quarterback. If he did, I suspect he would want them to play Zappy and tank and end up in the top two so they could get a top two quarterback. So that's a that's a storyline that I, I I guess I'm appreciative of that. We don't have a, an owner in Bob Kraft who thinks he could get away with that. I'm also glad we have a coach that would never go along with that because, you know, he is in the business of 
accountability and setting the culture and doing the right thing and living by principle. And he'll play the quarterback who gives him the best chance to win. And, you know, I still do think that is Matt Jones. And I still do think they'll win enough to put them in a situation where they don't get Caleb Williams, they don't get Drake May. And then they have a tough, you know, a tough situation, maybe picking four, five, six, and they got to, um, you know, they got to decide, are they going with the, the the third or fourth best quarterback, you know, or the best offensive lineman? And then what do you do at quarterback? I actually think you do bring in a veteran. Uh, you have to have Matt compete for that job next yes. year because I assume he'll be under contract because there's no reason not to have him under contract because he's such a small cap, a salary cap hit. So I, there's some interesting dynamics. People are living in the moment of Max sucks and blah, 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 blah. You know, I hate to break it to you, but Matt's going to be competing for the quarterback job next year. I'm not sure I'd go that far, Tone, but I, I would <laughs> certainly wouldn't rule it out at this point. Um, my, I, feel, I feel more confident on that than I do Bill Belichick will be the head coach. You know, I my go-to whenever I think of the veteran quarterback, the best case veteran quarterback being brought in and really turning out to, to be good, I guess it's Kurt Warner in Arizona, but he failed with the Giants before that. My go-to is always Parcells and Belichick identifying Vinny Testaverde as a guy they wanted to quarterback and bring in at the Jets. And the Jets are probably, um, if it wasn't for Testaverde tearing his Achilles in, what was that, 99 or 2000? Yeah. The 99. year they wound up having Rick Meyer and uh, Ray Lucas quarterback yeah. The, yeah. most of the season for them and still win 8-8. Eight eight. That's yeah. the best. The, identifying that guy to compete with Mac is uh, is where my head is at. Yeah, um, and, my, and by the way, you're, you're sleeping on Jim Plunkett. Uh, and, that's and true, Doug, too. That's true. Doug, Doug Williams, two two really great reclamation projects. Yeah, right. uh, Upton Bell ruined Jim Plunkett. Never forget absolutely. that. Absolutely, absolutely. My Randall final, Cunningham, Randall, Randall Cunningham in Minnesota. Yeah, we could. Yeah, yeah. This is this is gonna be a good subject for you know off season stuff or you know when they slip to two and eleven or something like that. We'll we'll <laughs> always we'll be selling hope. Hope is a good thing. Hope, maybe the best yeah. thing. Exactly. I my just final... missed my friend is what I'm going to say if Belichick's gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess I just missed my friend. Uh, my <laughs> final thought is is very brief. There's been a, a lot of kerfuffle about Amazon Prime, uh, NFL on Amazon Prime host Carissa Thompson uh, making up her sideline reports if and when she didn't talk to the coach. Uh, she's got a pretty good gig now. And Carissa, you, you'll be happy to know there's always a room for you in Boston sports media because not only is that accepted, it's encouraging. You're you're a straight shooter with upper management potential at NBC Sports Boston. So <laughs> there you go. Um, what wait wait what, Dan. what job does Breer need to get promoted to in order to admit that he's been making it up all along? <laughs> Just get him on pardon my take with some uh, with a couple of cans of a uh, of Heineken or whatever he used to drink back in his Bro Ohio State days. Maybe we can get it out of him with Big Cat and and a uh, pro football talk commentator. All right, Dan is at Patriots Daily. Uh, John is at that John Irons. Please do not forget about Scartsy, the 15net.com. The emptying out of the sports drunk drawer is always a hit. Um, again, my name is Mike Irons, and I want to remind you to please turn off your radios, and we'll see you again next week. we're going to stay positive all the way through and if you think i'm going to succumb to negativity you're wrong you got the wrong guy leading this basketball team